3: Bangers and mash or fish and chips. From the National Football League home office in London, England, it's around the NFL. Dan Hans is here. Got heroes. Oh, Greg Rosenthal. That was him. And um, Mark Sessler, who I'm very happy to say has joined us oh, after boy. a um, a long absence earlier in the morning.
4: I have been, uh, it, like, uh, I would call it, like, human sleep system one, Mark Zero.
3: <laughs> yeah. How you doing,
4: buddy? I just dis- I described it. Like, I, I, I woke up. This has happened to me a number of times. I woke up late this morning and had to take a cab over and uh, rode up um, with a very high-ranking executive from our company, and uh, who There's also- your penance. No, who also uh, was suffering from the same- scenario that I ended right. according to him. So uh,
2: well, he said he got great sleep last night.
4: Well but he told me he's been a disaster. But uh, we bonded over that.
2: That's good. How you feeling now?
4: Not good. But I'm feeling spirited about the concept of the show. In theory
3: <laughs> I'm feeling I am feeling spirited well, about whatever. the concept <laughs> of the program. <laughs> this is how they communicate. This is how I love <laughs> Sleep is uh, difficult for the Earthlings. It is must assimilate for this one. after long travels on jet plane. Ha ha ha!
4: Primitive jet plane. Well, I'm glad that you're over ha, this. Ha, ha. A, yesterday, <laughs> this was your issue too, but you've you've now graduated I will, to more normalized. I got a, I got
3: up early enough that for the first time, I actually enjoyed the breakfast downstairs. By the way, I don't know what's going on here in uh, England with the scrambled eggs. They're a little liquidy for me. They're creamy. They're a little creamy.
5: Mm. I'm going to
3: say that I I did eat them. But you guys maybe take it down a notch the cream situation. So
2: I I mentioned that uh to someone, my wife, my wife. My wife. And she was like, "Yeah, I didn't like, kill America's my wife. the only place that eats scrambled eggs dry like like you guys do. The rest of the world goes for the mushy scrambled." Mm. But I'm with you. I I like the the drier version. What's the
4: rest of the world doing?
2: Eating most, mush- you know, they put a little milk in it, I think is the difference. It's, it's almost more. like a porridge. It's like a hot porridge. Of Even eggs.
4: visually, I would find that a
2: difficult chore. Yes, we are used to what we uh, like, and I'm, I totally am with you, but uh, apparently we're on an island on this one. Hmm. Finger looking good. <laughs> <Twice>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the week four preview show
3: um, coming up later tonight. And now we're in this world with the rest of the uh, fans in the UK and the surrounding territories. Um, Dolphins at Bangles, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, middle of the night here in the U.K. Um, so that's a thing that we have to adjust to. Uh, but that's coming up later. We previewed that on Tuesday's show. And for the record, that was locked up by the Wessling brothers. And, you know, after Nick Wessling and the one and two Wessling brothers uh, offered us that um, opus of a video intro to their lock of, who did they lock last week? They locked against the Dolphins last week as well. They picked the Bills. So they're locking against the Dolphins once more as frauds. And didn't Which is even, what
4: they called it. They called the Dolphins frauds. And, and not even a – uh, no
3: no audio accompaniment, no video accompaniment. And I'm just wondering why, why that disappears. I don't know if there's too much – the opus was too much for Nick creatively to follow it up with a sequel. I don't know. <laughs>
2: it's a lot going on in the Cincinnati Zoo. They picked the Thursday night game, so the deadline was a little earlier, I suppose. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everybody running late today, it seems.
4: All right. Well, look at...
2: <laughs> let's
3: get into the um, games.
4: When I'm late, everyone, like 200,000 people know about it. <laughs> if you're late to your normal job, you just roll in, you figure out maybe some, someone saw it, and then you then you get on with your day.
3: Um, all right, we're going to go through it. Old Zeus is the first pick of the draft, but we always start with the primetime game, so let's start with the game that will be called by Tariko. The Curse of Al.
2: Oh, I didn't even think about that because Amazon has had banger after banger. And you know, and you know Al Michaels is tracking this. He kind of
3: got pushed out the door by NBC, um, pushed into early retirement, but no, he lands on his feet as he always does, Al Michaels. Um, Cocktails in Malibu with Al Michaels, he lands with the Thursday Night Crew on Amazon and they've had really fun games entertaining games. So far, Mike Tirico with Collinsworth and Melissa Stark, we haven't had a good one yet. 0 for 4. So here we go now with another opportunity, Chiefs at Buccaneers, and we know what's going on uh, with this situation with the weather. Uh, in florida and hurricane ian this game could even potentially played as we're taping this we hear in minneapolis if they must uh, move the game because of the hurricane and its effects but as of right now the game is scheduled it's patrick mahomes and his offense which has not been able to get off the ground since week one against tom brady and the buccaneers offense with greg i think we're finally getting some pieces back uh in this game for tampa on the offense offensive side
2: Well, we're getting Mike Evans back for sure. Uh, That's exciting. I think the rest of it is TBD in terms of Julio Jones. Russell Gage has been out there playing through an injury. Donovan Smith is another one that's TBD. Godwin and Jones that were at practice on Wednesday in limited fashion, and they said Julio could have played a week ago. Like, thank you. Let's do it. I don't like this whole, like, hey, let's bring it back to 2003 or 2005 Tommy when he's trying to make it work with Kembrel Tompkins and Aaron Dobson. No, 45-year-old Tommy deserves more. Like, uh, don't make it so hard. I actually think he's been throwing the ball quite well, uh, but this is a tough matchup. The Chiefs' defense showed me something last week. They were very creative how they got after Matt Ryan, really blitzed a lot, tested the communication. That's harder to do against a guy like Tom Brady, no matter how many people are, are replaced up front for them. I
4: mean, the Bucks' defense to me has been really what their team is, their identity. They've allowed 27 points in three games.
2: Number one DVOA, Bucks defense. I mean, they, just, they look like it.
4: Yeah, they've shut people down. And, I mean, I think the Chiefs... Offense. After that first week, we thought, well, these guys actually went into the off season completely figured out their issues and are ready to sing. And now I feel differently about them. I think they are searching to some degree for what they are. And and, and there are these parts around Mahomes, and they can make it work. To, they can make it work on a level. But Dan, do you not f- feel high confidence about what they are? I don't think this is a. I think Mahomes, his frustration obviously showed last week shouting at bien talking with bien annoyed with the whole situation. I thought
2: that was a real thing. And they, but, and well, they, you know what,
4: though? I, I think we make too much of that, too, in the sense that, like, that's what you should be doing with people yeah, but I, on your staff.
2: But I, I, I agree with that, but I also think it represented something real, uh, which is that, trust me, man. Trust me to not make a big mistake. They said it was because, like... He made a, a few bad throws before that. It was in a very low-risk situation. It's like, I'm Patrick Mahomes. Give me the respect that Tom Brady would get in that situation. They would let him run I know you fight. did
3: ask me the question, yeah. but Greg answered it. Well,
2: that then we got well, off base. You know
3: what? Question answered.
2: I
4: woke up late. Perhaps I should have asked Greg the question. <laughs> um, Harrison Butker
3: returned to practice. That's important. I think one of the things also with the Chiefs right now, because the offense is finding itself, um, Matt Amendola was not good. Um is he related Bucker. to Danny
4: Amendola by the way no, no, different. Different. I have. Oh, well, then, then that's that why would, they lost last that week answers, that answers not question. all
3: Amendolas are the same Mark uh and appreciate I did not as- I asked I did not that. assume and then you had Sky Moore who was totally lost on special teams he muffed a punt and then got them backed up at the one yard line on another possession in that game where they are right now offensively the the Chiefs of yesterday they could deal with those things uh, a kicker that's messing up a uh, a a young punt returner who's green, but they need to be sharper all around uh, to make it work. So yeah, I think it's, it's a good game, but it is as far as like picking this game, it's tough because both teams are searching for it a little bit. I feel better about the chiefs right now overall, uh, but they're on the road, but then the road could be in Minnesota. So this is a funky, weird game to track and to pick. So I I don't really have a, a a real good sense of how this is going to play out.
2: I'm with you. It's another game that feels too early. I, maybe it's, and I think we'll talk about it more during the show, um, it's, it's a trend league-wide. The offenses are struggling. Scoring is way down. And I feel like the offenses will figure it out, but this, these are two teams that you would never expect uh, the quarterbacks to be that far behind their defenses. Like Tom Brady obviously is way behind. The last two weeks, the Chiefs defense has probably been ahead of their offense too. It's very surprising.
4: There have been 23 games – that have amassed between two teams fewer than 40 points, which is the most since 2006. What that is the exact opposite of what you would expect from 2022.
3: Let's now move to Monday Night Football, where the Los Angeles Rams, coming off a 2012 win over the Cardinals, travel to Santa Clara, or is it Santa Clarita?
4: No, Santa, Santa, Clara. <laughs> Santa Clara. You got that. You had it right the first the time. The big bell
3: bottom uh, to face the 49ers. The Rams have not. Blown the doors off uh, their opponents so far this season, but they are in good shape at two and one. Um, the Niners, on the other hand, you know they scored ten points in the monsoon in week one with Trey Lance. Get things back on track against the Seahawks when Trey Lance goes out and Jimmy G takes over, but then lose eleven to ten in an absurd uh, contest on Sunday night football. That's what I'm looking at here, Mark. How does San Francisco look against the defending champions? Because we want to take them seriously as contenders, but you want to see some growth and some functionality, especially to the offense.
4: Well, the way that Sean McVay has dominated Cliff Kingsbury last week's matchup, so much of it has been the opposite against Shanahan. And I I, I think back to that game last year where the Niners uh, on Monday Night Football unfurled those long drives. I think there was like a 21-play drive where it was Debo Samuel was the ground game. And what came out of that game was that losing streak for the Rams where it was, uh oh, remember in office hall the Rams, they might not they might lack toughness. They might lack oh God, the mic was ridiculous. And I'm just saying that's what came out yeah. of it though. Because that's what the Niners did to them. That's
2: not I mean, the case I'm, right I, now. You know, I can hear the Rams fan listening, be like, "We beat him in the NFC Championship. We came back by ten in the fourth quarter." That's sure. as, so as that's gets." my that least favorite it.
3: narrative of the 2021 we, we season. We understand was, that are the Rams wait, soft. We it's understand
4: like, that I'm not saying they're soft. Do we right. understand. Do, we, do you two understand? We also beat them in Week 18. Right. But it's just do you like, understand that concept? I'm saying that's what oh, the Mark, narrative. We was. understand the concept,
3: okay. but I'm saying that narrative got buried. I don't think
4: that is that works. I don't think that works for any NFL team. But what my one feeling because we watched, we watched the Niners with Jimmy G at LAX in the international hub, the terminal on Dan's laptop and my one feel iPad, my one feeling (gasps) what fine. I got the technology wrong. My one feeling with Jimmy G was like, there's all this fascination around bringing him back. It really felt like if you get back together with an ex after a long period where there's that like hot two or three week. Interlude, where you're like, mm. I'm so under, I so understand why I, you know, we're back, if things are good. Then you're like, oh wait, this was what was annoying me about Ooh, this person. Good analogy. This is what, we- oh, I have these little foibles. Mm-hmm. This is why we separated. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy G looked like the quarterback that you break up from in that game,
2: and the Niners looked miffed by the concept. Wow. It started out slow because, you know, they beat him in a potential uh, do or go home game in week week 18, too. So I feel like the Rams feel like they kind of got over that 49ers uh, monkey that was on their back because you're right, uh, McVay's kind of gotten owned by Shanahan. But they should have eliminated the 49ers from the playoffs. They ended up getting, you know, they snuck in the back door with that week, uh, week 18, even when they lost. And then they got eliminated in the NFC Championship. This is another, like, defense over offense game where two guys who have all the continuity in the world, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, are supposedly two of the best offensive coaches. Forget supposedly. They are two of the best offensive coaches. And they have veteran quarterbacks that they're familiar with. And yet, they both are really piecing it together. I mean... It took a a transcendent play from Matthew Stafford last week on a third and 10 when it was I think 12 to nine and he spun out of a sack and then hits Cooper cup uh, for a first down or else I felt like that game might've slipped away from them a week ago. They are counting on Stafford to make some transcendent plays and it's just Cooper cup. The Allen Robinson thing right now is not working. Tyler Higbee is their number two. They need to get Odell Beckham signed soon. They need to get Van Jefferson back, but they're not because he's going on injured reserve. The the Robinson thing and the running game are, are both struggling.
3: Yeah. That Allen Robinson signing, or the trade, which looked like a home run in the summer, just another reminder how things can look a certain way. But then the games start, and I know he looked better in week two, but week three it was back to. Mm, I mean, I don't he's, know he's about under a hundred
2: yards for the season, yeah. so so they're, he had they're
3: a, struggling. He dropped a touchdown um, last week, and I, I think that yeah, I think you brought up Beckham, and that's a good point. I know he's a ways off, but. It seems like that is an obvious move at this point, that the Rams are going to pull the lever on that one. Isn't he one. courting
4: like three teams?
3: Yeah, but I, you know the Rams now are desperate for him, it's starting to look like. I, I'm i with you. I, I think that the, the Rams have to figure some things out. We talked about it on the um, flagship show earlier this week, uh, that Cam Akers and the running game, they had that great first drive out of the second half where he did all the work and got into the end zone. Uh, then he fumbles late in the game. Uh, they need they need that balance, and they need to help Stafford out, uh, given the, the lack of weapons he has. So I don't anticipate this to be a shootout by any picking? stretch.
2: Who are you picking? The, the 49ers are actually favored in this game by two and a half. Rams. I think I'm taking 49ers. I think so, too. It's a, it's a total coin flip. It feels like a Nick Bosa or Aaron Donald game. One of those two players... Will just make the game-winning play. Nick what Moses world are we awesome in when I'm year. picking
4: the Rams and Greg is picking the Niners and you're picking? <laughs> it's Niners. just like
2: Week Four. It just feels like this fits with what's going on. They could both be two and two. I and don't your, I your, don't feel strong.
3: Your relationship analogy was what again?
4: Well, I felt like Jimmy G. They, they, they He was sort of. They had another girlfriend. It right. was Trey Lance, and that kind of went away uh, for na- like organically. It right. went away, and it's like, oh well, now as a rebound, we're going to go get back with our.
2: Feels great for a week or two. Right, right,
4: right. You bring Jimmy oh, right. G back, and it's like, oh, we remember all the things we love, and it's like you're, they move back into your apartment. You're like, wait a minute, yeah, uh, hold on. here.
3: I, I, mine is similar. It's kind of a um, same church, different pew from like personal experience in my past. When you have a, you're in a relationship, it kind of runs its course. You kind of have a fight, the relationship ends, and then a few weeks later, you're like, oh, let's get back together, and it's good initially, yeah. and then it's like. Oh, okay. We that issue is not have. going away. Yeah, we, right. the, all the stuff. The reason we got into that fight and broke mm, yeah.
2: up. It seems like the same pew. There. It seems like the it's exact same thing.
3: pew.
4: Dan and I've been through some things. <laughs> the Greg, pew right like on behind. That, on it's this, like you know. they're very
3: <laughs> close. Um, all right, there you go.
4: Greg's Greg's had just nothing but
2: wonderful relationships.
3: Uh, no, I've had. Greg doesn't talk about his personal life.
2: I've uh,
4: I've had
3: similar. We've been things. at Greg's house once.
2: I've had similar things happen. The exact yeah. same. I th- that's why great. I said it was a great analogy. Yeah, you understand. I would say that the exact same thing happened, and I but think
4: I, we're here with Graver and Jessica, and there's no right. sense of that happening. To the, it sounds like no. just smooth sailing until plus like, Jimmy G's, 2086. Jimmy
2: G's hot. Like, so you get back, and you're like, oh, well, it's worth it for at least this uh, right. for a couple weeks. Yeah, and there's, then you're there's like, a oh, reason yeah.
4: you do it. I mean, there's definitely a reason you do it. Um,
3: all right, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hit the draft in just a couple minutes, but we want to say two things the Around the NFL live show is tonight from the 0 02 Forum Kentish Town That's I, won't, I
4: won't be late to that
3: I hope not that would be a problem um, so there are limited tickets remaining go to Ticketmaster if you want to join us if you for whatever reason cannot make the show on Thursday night and you should by the way it's going to be good it's going to be a lot of fun got some special stuff in store special guests galore that rhymed we are also going to be at the NFL South Bank Takeover here in London. Uh we'll do a live uh kind of uh you know, nice conversation with Neil Reynolds on stage at the South Bank. What is South Bank? What is that, Graver?
6: That is the area of London where the Wait, big the London eye I'm sorry. What you
2: know, oh. it's like so I thought where I heard the, something where the eye like of London
6: shows. is <laughs> And like Big Ben's across the river And it's like There's a, little, a bunch of little Things you can go do Like an aquarium And the London dungeon And right. all that And
2: the NFL has lots of events And various ex-players coming up But most day.
3: importantly We will be there 12.30 With the great Neil Reynolds um, At 12.30 London time So come see us there Cheer us Boo us if it's a bad, if we give a bad performance, boo us.
4: Be honest.
2: Be honest. Right. Just like that. Right. If it's like Atlanta 2018.
4: Uh, that was, which, which was our lowest performance of all time?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it won't be like that. No. It will
3: be
0: totally different. All right, let's take a break and hit the draft. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
3: All right, welcome back. You know what, before we hit the draft, let's talk about the London game from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It is the Minnesota Vikings against the New Orleans Saints, exclusively on NFL Network, by the way. Only place to watch it.
6: And NFL Plus.
3: And NFL Plus as well. So make sure you're tuned in somewhere.
2: Sanchez is calling the game. I love it. We're co-workers this week. I love it. Kevin Kugler,
3: (laughs) or Kugler, Kugler? Mark Sanchez, Uh, On the call, and uh, it's a good London game. I like this game a lot. I think it's the last time we saw this. uh, Jameis Winston here in London. We were at the game. uh, It was against the Panthers, and he threw six interceptions. (laughs) And I'm not saying that Jameis Winston is throwing six interceptions again. And you know why Jameis Winston is not throwing six interceptions again? Because if he is bad early on in this game, it's Andy Dalton time. I have a little feeling that you're going to see Andy Dalton's Saints debut in this game against the Vikings, who I think are going to score points. And uh, I just don't know if Jameis is up to it right now.
2: Well, he missed practice Wednesday, but Dennis Allen did say that he expected Jameis to be back, and he doesn't think that Jameis will miss Week 4. He did sit out of practice last Wednesday, too, so it's it's not too strange. I'm concerned for the Saints' sake for Michael Thomas, who I think they absolutely need. Ryan Ramchick, their starting right tackle, was another guy who missed practice. They're just some weird... Messy team. There's weird vibes about whether Dennis Allen knows what he's doing. You
4: keep bringing this up. What What's at the heart of this? Because you said it on our on our Sunday night show. <laughs> yeah, what show does too. weird vibes mean? I, because I'm not hearing this from other people necessarily. Well, they're,
2: they're asking first about, about Jameis Winston. Should he have been playing in that game? Uh, should he get benched immediately? You're, you're referring
3: to the media the that me- covers the, the team. The media
2: there. Uh, I think there's some concern, and you could read the breadcrumbs from the media there, of like – is Dennis Allen the right guy to succeed Sean Payton that there's you know maybe some drama behind the scenes I think Kamara's absence a couple weeks ago maybe caught them off guard is Pete Carmichael, a guy that didn't initially want the offensive coordinate, coordinator job, well, we the right that. guy for it. Their offensive line communication is strange. Like, Jameis Winston is good throwing the ball down the field, but this is an offense that should be dinking and dunking, like making quick pre-snap decisions. And right now, he doesn't look like he fits that offense. I know he looked okay in it last year when Sean Payton was there, but if you watched their game last week, he was terrible pre-snap, and, and the Panthers kind of owned him, and I would— Expect Kevin, you know, Ed Donatel, the Vikings, to send a lot of different looks, a lot of different blitzes. We talked about defense doing better this year. One of the reasons is teams are blitzing at a way higher rate league wide. The Vikings haven't in general, uh, but I would expect them to this week.
4: I mean, some quarterbacks do better against the Blitz, but the Saints with Winston have eight giveaways since week two, and that's been the thing. I mean, Winston, in the narrative with him under Peyton, which we've talked about, is the fact that he was. Treated differently, it was not turning the ball over. He had a great touchdown to pick ratio, but that's he's had he's had five fourth quarter interceptions over the last couple of weeks, which is a mess. He's melted down, and they had gotten off to a slow start. They've scored 3.3 points per game in the first half. <laughs> They've been a mess this year. So, I mean, it's like they, they, I think that they were messy but enjoyable to watch and kind of dangerous in the, in the early on, and now they just turned into more of a mess on offense.
2: Right. Their offense right now is worse than it was when Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon were starting with Marcus Calloway as their number one. It's, it, that's what I mean about weird. This team is weird. Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Dan have a combined uh, one sack and one quarterback hit this year. You can run over them, which like, should be I, just, I don't know what they are. I don't know what they are.
3: Yeah, the defense needs to carry this team right now and um, hasn't been quite up to the task. And yeah, you want to see more from uh, Kamara uh, and you want him to be the heartbeat of the offense right now. And and he he hasn't been quite as involved. And Michael Thomas has this injury and we know his injury history. Um, So you wonder about points. But this is all kind of this was in the we talked about it all summer. This was in the range of outcomes for the Saints that as much as you could look at the roster and say how good it was it was still Dennis Allen who was a huge bust his first time around as a head coach and Jameis Winston leading a team who was Jameis Winston so this isn't hugely surprising to me on the Vikings side I think Dalvin Cook has a shoulder issue he's another guy it's like I feel like we talk about every season like we were talking about it with um, Dak Prescott yesterday we're always talking about what's Dalvin Cook's injury will he be able to play will he be marginalized because of it He's a big part of what makes when the Vikings' offense is truly humming. He's doing his thing. You never want to put too much on Kirk Cousins' plate, so you want to see it would be good if uh, if Cook plays, but that's looking iffy.
4: Yeah, you know, like Cousins and Winston are the only two players in on Earth, in the history of Earth, that have thrown for 400 plus yards in London.
2: Ooh! Wow, that nice. Winston game he did throw for. I mean, I think we're going to get. Are you factoring a, in the World League?
4: You like huh? that? <laughs> you like
2: that? The World League. The, that's.
4: You know what?
3: the
2: other I bypassed leagues. the World League. Jake so I, that, that was probably, probably that, did it. Uh, well, we
4: that's don't, now, now don't go, just assume, Greg. The you NFL know Europe, that. I
2: believe it was. Yeah, that's what I was I don't think yeah, you were
4: allowed think. to throw for 4 Isn't this going <laughs> to be like a weird
2: game, though? Like, I, I expect it to be bizarre come down to the end. It's Kirk Cousins and Jameis Winston in like a strange time zone. It's going to be ugly and like weird yes. fun. And, <laughs> it I, and both these question. teams deserve to be two and two. In my mind, Kirk Cousins, as bad as Jameis has been against the Blitz, Kirk Cousins has been an outright disaster. Even if you take out the Eagles game where he famously was like two for 12 for 12 yards. Even if you take out that game, he's eight for 22 for 90 yards. So this is a DA dial up those Blitzes. Show us what you got, Dennis Allen. How about Justin Jefferson? Show up, please.
4: Mm-hmm. Two games in a row. Been slightly erased, or erased, not slightly.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I. Do you I not put agree- that more on? Do you not agree? No, I put that, but I put that more on Kevin O'Connell than Justin Jefferson. Hey, you know, get this guy open, find a way to that he's not disappearing because he's too Barcelona talented. Deal with Lattimore this week. Mm, Tuffy. All right, draft time. Listen, if Justin Jefferson is as good as we all think, it shouldn't matter who's playing defense against him, right? So that's why it's been a little surprising after week one. We'll see. Interesting. Marshawn
2: Lattimore. That's a great that's a great matchup. Yeah. He's been on fire this year, Marshawn Lattimore. Very good.
3: All right. The draft starts now. Zeuser, it's come back around now here in week four. I have the first overall pick, and I will select. Without any doubts about it. The Buffalo Bills traveling to Baltimore to face the Ravens. This has the feel. Um, you know what, Greggy? Another too early matchup for me.
2: Yep, I'm with you. A little bit too early Too many here.
3: injuries. Um, because these teams, uh, yeah, are dealing with things, especially the Bills. We talked about the back end of their secondary. This is Ian Eagle and Charles Davis on the call with Evan Washburn. Washburn, by the way. Uh, it was his birthday last week. Did you guys see this?
4: No, a handsome man, though.
3: Very handsome, and he treats his body like a temple. Um, so they brought him down a cake for his birthday, and he did the, like, ridiculously fit, handsome guy movie. He's like, oh, look at this cake. He, like, dipped it in his finger uh, and then tried the icing. And it was like, oh, he's going to be on, like, some Stairmaster for seven hours uh, yelling at himself for trying the cake.
2: <laughs> that that reminds me of a video I, I implore everyone to seek out. It was Russell Wilson. It's like a w- Patrick Bateman situation. <laughs> it was Russell Wilson a week ago on TikTok um, with a bunch of his cronies behind him uh, deciding what suits he was going to wear oh, and, it, no. and it felt like a cult where they all were like, no, yes. <laughs> felt like a cult? No, <laughs> yes, of like what suits he would wear. It didn't make any sense. It was awkward, but my favorite part of it was was a watch was awkwardly placed right in front of the camera for no reason and Ciara held up a piece of Haagen-Dazs ice cream on a spoon for a minute and a half straight never put it in her mouth but just held it in front of it as product placement and that, that, that reminds me of your man Evan Washburn who's the strangest thing I've ever seen
6: um alright wait <laughs> did you see Russell Wilson's Subway yeah there's yes, some that is also... I would like to I, would like to now, to, I, I might wanna...
2: get on TikTok just to follow that is an I would <laughs> like to
3: play the Russell Wilson um, Subway uh, Add in full right now because it's that good
7: hmm.
3: Hey, you wanna uh, in full let's put this Subway sandwich it is my signature sandwich It's called the danger which so so yeah.
7: Be
2: careful though, you know, it's you're spicy. missing the facial expressions when he said spicy was so good
3: hmm. You ever done anything dangerous? Ooh.
4: Oh the, Oh the sounds hmm.
0: Jeez. That is dangerous.
6: Gonna pull those for future sandwich props. I've done Sometimes. something like that,
0: too.
3: You've done nothing like
5: that? I won't tell anybody.
3: Oh, no. Listen, one time... <laughs> eh, Never mind. mind. That's too dangerous. Oh. Anyways, my danger witch, it's only in the vault. That's our little secret. Oh. <laughs> he might be my favorite player in the league, I gotta say.
2: When you, Entertainment you, c- you compared him to A-Rod...
3: Uh, oh, he's A-Rod. Off,
2: off uh, Mike, and I was like, that is a perfect uh <laughs> He
3: is A-Rod. He tries very hard to be everything to everyone, and when you do that, sometimes you're nothing to no one. So that is... Mr. <laughs> Unlimited. But at the same time, you know, he gives a lot to charity. Seems like a upstanding citizen, so I don't want to bury him, but he tries very hard. Anyway, Bill's Ravens, let's talk about it. Love it. Love <laughs> the game. It's too early, um, but it should be fun. And you have a... The two, I think, uh, we talked about it uh, on last Sunday. I think these are two of the three top MVP candidates right now. So for that alone, we could talk about all the injuries, but we do get, knock on wood, Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson, and that is going to be great. And you have Josh Allen, um, who has Stefan Diggs. I know he was a little more quiet last week, but that was a strange game against the Dolphins. Um, they are performing at a... Their chemistry has been unbelievable, and on the Ravens side, I think there has been some surprises. Mark Andrews, we knew he was going to be a massive playmaker for them, and he's absolutely been that. Uh, Devin Duvernay, Duvernay, what do I say? Duvernay, Duvernay. I struggle with his name. He has been uh, really good for them, and they needed. They're one of these teams. We talk about it with certain teams. You need a guy to step up, and that's what Devin, Devin,
4: Devin Duvernay,
3: Duvernay has been. For the Ravens, both as a special team's presence and as a playmaker down the field, that has played a role in Jackson's dominance as a passer.
4: Hasn't his deep passing been better than ever? I mean, I think in each game, maybe maybe not so much last week, but each game this season there have been shots where I thought that you just seeing Lamar Jackson with complete and total confidence down the field. Duvernay's been part of that. Rashad Bateman's been part of that. It's the Ravens' defense that concerns me. I mean, from, from all angles statistically, they're a bottom five defense Oof. bottom three defense i mean and it, it's like, you're just not used to a seeing that a lot of that. that
3: i understand you can't take it out but it's, so much of that was the fourth quarter against the, the dolphins i'm is, not saying they've the, been dominant there is but that
4: but it's but also that that's sort of I don't been know. Who, the they, Patriots who they went are. up and
2: down the field on
4: right them. that's who they are and so like when i look at this game it's like i i don't know if it's too early in the sense that i think it's going to be a wild shootout necessarily it might be but i trust even even with buffalo's injuries Sean McDermott, his special skill seems to be coaching secondary wherever he is, and that in last week, you know, I know that they were they were banged up last week, and the Dolphins with Tua had their lowest yardage output of the season by far through the air, and that was a weird game too. But I just I don't see a scenario where Buffalo doesn't march up and down the field Whoa. here. Can Baltimore is he keep gonna up? do it? Oh. No, I am oh, just I'm commenting we said, didn't on what like scenario.
2: No. I was like oh, Well, that's that true. I feel
4: confident that that will be the case. I don't know what Baltimore will accomplish on, on offense.
2: I um I I'm so surprised by a lot of things with these two teams right now. You're right about Lamar and, and Josh Allen. I I do think we might be at the point with Josh Allen where they're asking a little too much. Like they're testing the bounds of how much Josh Allen can do that he he you think was in, they're entering the kyler zone a little bit <laughs> like he was i think he was involved in something like 77 of their 90 plays they are dead last in rushing dvoa on the season uh he actually hasn't run that much uh their offensive line was a mess last week they they've, they've had some injuries there the cavalry is coming back a little bit for the bills mitch morse uh their center who to me uh, you really felt his absence the last couple weeks. Dane Jackson, uh, who's a starter at cornerback, Ed Oliver, who's a great playmaker up front, and Jordan Poyer, their safety, were all back at practice Wednesday. So they're getting about half of their guys back. Uh, that's that's a great sign. But the offensive line in the running game, uh, I'm surprised that they have such warts. As good as they look, they have some weaknesses to this team.
4: Greg, you're right. I mean, they had... Tw- 25% of their active roster essentially didn't play against the Dolphins, which that which makes me think that Dolphins game is really more of an argument for Buffalo's greatness than really okay. a story about the Dolphins because I think Josh Allen, and you're right, he's so heavily involved in that game, the amount of plays, everything. But Josh Allen, to me, like they lost, but he solidified in my mind the argument that he is more of mind. an MVP candidate than anything else he's done this season because huh. of how they almost won that thing. He four or five
2: turnover-worthy he plays. Did, he, he, he did, got, but he like, got a he, little lucky. In he's that
4: the quarterback, and like I guess you, you factor them, but he can overcome that stuff. Yeah. He really can. And like, and I think that's part of the Josh Allen experience. Is you're going to get some of those throws. And I know also the throw to McKenzie where it wobbled to the ground while he sta- <laughs> stood there with his arms outstretched. It's a weird but game. It was weird, but I, I think Josh Allen also did seven or eight in, improbable, wonderful things. Right, Lamar's that almost
2: been perfect. All those touchdowns have been from the pocket. I, I'm i surprised. You mentioned the defense, too. Their, running, their traditional running game, other than Lamar Jackson, isn't really uh, working. And they've also likely lost Michael Pierce uh, for the season. It's up to him whether he gets the surgery or not, but he's been their best run stopper. So it's kind of weakness on weakness when the Bills uh, try to run. And, and I'm curious, the Bills talk about that game in Miami like it was – like, the War of 1812. Like, <laughs> the, it was intense. You saw Josh Allen's reaction. I did you see them
3: on the field after right, the you final saw, play? You saw the
2: reaction, and yeah. so many of the players were dehydrated. They played 90 snaps on offense. There's this weird thing that, like, oh, the defense must be tired. Well, the offense is tired, too. Like, it's tired. Like, the offensive linemen they, play they more. They were 90 plays. Right. The offensive linemen play more snaps than anyone. It's them in the secondary that never leave the field. And, like, I, so I'm very curious. If they have some championship medal and they go right. to Baltimore and win a game after that, that would really show a lot.
3: No, I'm with you, and... Maybe they will. Speaking of that, I mean, that was just last week. That was on Sunday. So maybe they're a little flat. Maybe there's some recovery time, and the Bills are affected by still by that game. But I also love – I'm banging – I know you're not a big over-under guy, Greg, but I'm banging the <laughs> over 51 on this because I think Lamar will attack oh, that yeah. week in secondary of Buffalo. And I think Josh Allen, I think this is still, um, to me, uh, by far the best team in the AFC – And I think after a deeply frustrating loss and the way the offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey reacted, that speaks for the entire team. They might drop a bomb on the Ravens. Um, And maybe it won't be a blowout because, again, Buffalo's injuries in the back end against a guy as amazing as Lamar will keep the game close. But I think it could be
2: one of those Bills offensive
3: performances where it's like they don't
2: punt. I think it's a classic. It was a great number one pick. I think Lamar is playing at such a level that no one's going to blow him out.
3: I also think you made a nice pick. Oh, thank you. Over under punts in this game, I'll set it at three and a half.
2: Over. <laughs> so weird. I was thinking four right when you said it, so guess right. I'm over. You're banging the over. All right. Up next in the draft, Greg Rosenthal. That's right. Um
4: look. I know you're gonna take the game that I want. I can feel it. Um really?
3: Yes. Now he's looking to see Jaguars what game Eagles. That's
2: it. Well, it you took me in. a second. I wasn't totally ready <laughs> for the played moment. Should play that
3: cool. I would have said nothing. More. Right. Well, well I he still would have done it. But I might have just felt the pressure now.
2: of yeah. the scrambling moment and taken anything. Um, but Damn yeah, it. what a great game. You focused
4: game. him. There's a lot of bad games this week. So I mean, just you on paper. steadied him. Well, ja-
2: Eagles favored by six and a half <laughs> in this game. Talk about disrespect. So you know, we mentioned DVOA. Who's disrespect? Vegas for the Jaguars. You know oh. that they're six and a half point underdogs. I mean, it's it's still only week four. The Vegas is like you need to show it, us more. I get it, but they won by twenty four as five point underdogs, yes. and they won by I eighteen as like six point underdogs. I and hear that. Uh, you know, we mentioned DVOA twenty eight last week, right? Uh, struggling with the math here. Uh, they are a team right now that is in the top four of DVOA, which we mentioned sometime. That's that's just like overall team efficiency as measured by football outsiders. I like it. Actually, this week has the top four teams in the NFL all playing each other. They have the Ravens-Bills I'm in the gonna, top I'm four, gonna. and they have the Eagles and the Jaguars in the top four. And that's why I'd be afraid of that, that six and a half, because I think the Jaguars' line play is similar in some ways to the Eagles' line play in that – Both lines are winning their battle each week. And when you have that, it just makes life easier on everyone. The quarterback, uh, the play caller, Josh Allen uh, for the... Jaguars has taken his game to another level. Trayvon Walker has been a great addition. They have playmakers with Devin Lloyd, who's probably the defensive rookie of the year so far uh, at the second level. Tyson Campbell's the number one. So you're playing great up front on offense, and you're giving Trevor Lawrence all the time in the world. I, I watched Baldy on Sky Sports this week, Dan. Yeah, you did. Uh, in our room. Love Baldy. Late, late night. I'm turning on, and there's Neil talking to Baldy. Love wasn't, Neil. He wasn't taking away credit from I Trevor. I love everybody. But he was saying – He was saying Trevor's job has been easy because he's getting great protection, he's getting answers, he's getting the ball out quickly, and mostly he's accurate and he's decisive because he knows he'll be protected. Guys are open and he's getting protected. The line play for both of these teams... Are sensational. You could argue both of their lines are in the top five uh, at their respective yeah, positions. This is uh,
3: Vinny and Bay Ridge. You know, I don't understand how you could say anybody in this league playing quarterback, it's an easy job. Baldy said that on some program he with an Englishman. He didn't say that. <laughs> and I, don't, I, don't dis- I, I disagree. It's the
2: hottest position in
3: sports. I'll uh, hang up with He listen. didn't
2: say that. I was reading between the lines. Neil kind of gave him a question in a way that would say like just talk about Trevor Lawrence and I think he was just saying look it's a full team operation <laughs> he's making confident accurate throws but he has a really great advantage with a great got play caller great line got well, it and, with you.
4: and so what's wrong with that too Because no, nothing uh, it's great right I mean like look what he went through a year ago and I mean I, for me the Jaguars sorry uh, Gravedigger but I think they're going to win this division. I just feel this about them, that there's something going on with this team because they're pretty balanced. Like, their defense, too, is disruptive and a big problem. I don't know if they're going to be able to disrupt and become a problem to the Eagles, though, who might be the most complete team in the entire NFL right now.
3: Here's the thing. This is why this is a juicy game. Almost my number one Can pick, Can I by the say way. one thing, by yes. the way? Yes.
4: I don't know what's going on with this office furniture, they still have not taken the little plastic no th- clearly oh, the, not the a tag. lot of me. There's still these little plastic tags in this bizarre couch I'm sitting on. Mhm. What are we doing here? Is this a
2: this is a Henry question, I think. That's a Henry yeah, question. Yeah, Mark's going into someone someone else's house and complaining about uh right. Their, it's like I, I arrived at your house 40, 40 reason minutes late, and still now I'm on complaining about the furniture. It's because they're like, brand new. They just bought it for you. They were like, we I know, need to but get how, Sessler but also, a, a much better chair I than I the one in I travel I'm sitting.
4: business class now,
2: All right, and there well, are
3: that, no tags I, I, on I, any seats I I appreciate in.
4: that, but this, to me, like the OCD part of my inner world, like has an issue with the fact that this is—I I also cannot pull it
2: out We of just country. saw Henry Hudson walk outside. I'm going to endeavor to bring him in, but continue on, continue on.
3: No, this is a great, great, great test for the Jaguars and their moment to shine here because I'm in on them. I had them that jumped 10 spots in the power rankings this week. They're at 18. But That's you, what
4: Trevor Lawrence did in my QB index. It's, I, there's something going on it's similar. It's just like right. it's, it's led and by Trevor know, Lawrence.
3: Teams, yeah, teams go as their quarterback goes. And I think, man, if they could beat the Eagles, and I understand the Eagles are expected to win this game and probably will, and they're playing so well right now. But the Jaguars become a major story in the league if they win on Sunday. And they have that. They're in this place now where they have a roster with some talent, and they have a coach that they believe in now, and a quarterback that's ready to make the jump, and they go into a game like this with nothing to lose. And that's dangerous. And Philly maybe, you know, feeling maybe too good about themselves potentially.
2: Don't be surprised. The games have been easy. They've gotten to 24 in the first half of each of the last two and then just like sat on it. Because by the
3: way, in our league... You sometimes think, especially a team that starts out great out of the gate, is completely unstoppable. The Eagles aren't as good as they seem
2: right now. Well, they're their best team in the league they're right excellent, now. Excellent. I don't know. I think they're. But they're, a, they're not in a it flawless team. They're a 2017 Eagles type of team to me. And they even the 2017 Eagles
3: were beaten four or five times. I'm just saying that. The Jaguars have a chance here, and uh, maybe you're right, Greg. Maybe Vegas needs to be a little more plugged in on what this team's capabilities are. I thought about are.
2: locking the Eagles, and I was like, that's too disrespectful for what the Jaguars are are uh, accomplishing. Right? This is this is our first show me something game of the whole year because we're talking about all these teams that like don't look quite like they normally do normal years. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, like to me these are two of the sort of it teams of 2022. Like, hey, these guys are different. Show me something. How about J- James
3: Robinson? Couldn't get out of Urban Meyer's doghouse last year, and now he's one of the most explosive offensive players running back in the AFC. How
4: absurd last year was for them.
3: What a joke. All right, up next in the draft, Mark Sessler. Well,
2: we do have a a special guest coming in. Oh, we do. Uh, Henry Hodgson. uh, He's going to take Justin Graver's microphone, and maybe. Answer not only what's happening here in London this week, we want to get some of that, but answer some of the accusations coming from you. He he literally, I'll set this up, Mark,
3: literally kind of paused the preview show to share a criticism of your office here. And by the way, it's great to be on your turf now, you've moved back from America to the U.K. Uh, but, Mark, you had something to say. I mean, say.
4: you, of course, understand
5: Don't how Dan— Don't soften it. Be real. Most, most of you are very welcome here. Hi, well, Mark.
4: You, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I went out of my way to text you individually yesterday to say yeah. how nice oh. it was to be, to be here. What a class act. What I what was going to ask, it was not a critique so much, as Dan presents, as I'm sitting in a very comfortable chair. A lazy boy. A lazy one boy. One of our
5: sponsors of uh, the NFL and well the U.K. Well-named,
4: well-named. But, um— uh, the, the, out of the arm of the chair are still the plastic things that someone would cut off. Where the there word. was once a price if, tag. If, like, hardcore yeah. meetings were taking place in here, if we were doing real things, someone would have noticed, like, we've got to remove this. I,
2: I would just ask. Pulling what, the
5: curtain back a little bit, do yeah. you think this is a room, as you look around it, where hardcore meetings are taking
3: well, place? Well, I'm not sure what's unfolding well,
2: in oh, this. Well, see off- you, are right, right here a, the face of NFL um, UK, you know, does podcasts here, so you do want that, to treat him right. That's Especially basically
3: right. a junk closet with microphones. Whoa! We call it a nice,
2: media room. This is a nice studio.
5: So, so you're saying not a lot
4: is happening in your media room.
5: No, no, a lot okay. is happening in here. Uh, these uh, Lazy Boys really are brand new.
4: Okay.
5: Um they arrived. They're wonderful. Last or, week. Are you the,
4: or Did you instigate the purchase of them?
5: I did. I didn't. Know, our partner, Lazy Boy, uh, oh. kindly gave them to us. <laughs> uh, would you
3: they, say maybe it was Lazy Boy for them not to take the tags off? Just
5: a
4: bit, right?
2: Maybe of us, not of Lazy Boy. I would never I mean, say would that you said them. another option would be for Mark <laughs> to just do it himself after the show and not? No, not that's. I know that's not Mark's it. style. Um, it's not. It's not
5: he, since he, he started has, traveling he business pe- class. Yeah, he has people to do that for him.
3: Yeah. Are you happy to see Mark?
4: We were do about it. It. I don't know.
2: This
5: I was is not ex- the
4: introduction yeah. I was hoping
5: for. I was for. excited. I in my mind, plan. I was excited to see Mark, but it hasn't necessarily gone away. Uh, it's a, a big it week for
2: you, no, though. I don't know if it's stressful. you got two straight games here in the UK, you're kind of running the whole ship here.
5: Well, I would, it's definitely not stressful, and I certainly am not running the whole ship. It's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting.
4: Are, um, you, are you seen as um, something of a, a deity here, a god? Because you no. went to the promised land, you went to America... You became I mean, that, something that, a larger it's, it's, saying figure. Saying
5: America is the promised land. Maybe, well, maybe the first uh, misstep. Here. I
4: mean, for you though, you went to a far.
5: <laughs> see now away he's land. like
4: now
3: I'm
2: safe enough I could take shots at the United States. I'm not taking yeah. shots. I'm back I, in I felt
5: like there was a shot being taken in England. I, just, I, I think what he's saying, <laughs> saying is when you walk through the office,
2: people start like shuffling their papers to make sure. Right, know, their when I came in the building clean.
4: today with a high-ranking NFL uh, executive, all we said was, "We're here to see Henry." We didn't even say your last name, and in the, in the very officious. Um, uh, she worked very hard at her job downstairs at the front desk, knew exactly who you were, and was like, bang, box checked. Oh, everybody knows right who the Henry door. is. So it wasn't even, there's was probably another Henry in the office, but it's like there's only really one Henry in the office. Okay.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so
4: I do
3: like your chair, you by the way. Can you tell us about the South Bank takeover?
5: I would love to. That's exciting. Yes. Thank you. Yes, yeah, the South Bank, we are holding a fan event on the South Bank, which is on the South Bank of the River Thames, for anyone who's confused Thames. about it. Not, Not Thames. It's,
3: the, it, it is, it's Thames River, <laughs> by the way, just so you know.
5: Um, and um, round our parts, we call it the Thames River. The Thames. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it's very exciting. All the fans can come down. As you know, Like this, you've been to, what do you call it, the Big Tot? The yes. Big
6: Tot.
2: You've been,
5: you been to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium that seats sixty five to seventy thousand people. But we've got many more I mean, probably that's the number of people that were are listening to your show in the UK right now as I'm speaking. Um but there's millions more fans and so it's a great opportunity for them all to come down and and see lots of stuff and experience lots of things. Well, including you just marginalized if I here I would take right, my kids, for the kids there, yeah. Um what what about who am I <laughs> you mar-
4: mar- like you said that there's well, a you noticed that there was a million a
3: guy that rolled out of bed forty one minutes ago. <laughs>
4: Millions of fans, (laughs) but only sixty-seven, like you know, thousand or whatever, listen to our show. No, no, a stadium. No, sorry, I wasn't
5: saying that. A stadium (laughs) can. Let me let me go back. A stadium can only hold about sixty thousand people, right? But there's many more NFL fans, including the the hundreds of thousands that listen to this show, that won't be able to come to the game. So we want to make it accessible to them, and that's why we're holding this event on the South Bank on Saturday um, so that they can come down and have a a bit of an NFL experience. And we'll be there at at
2: 1230. I I do want to be part of, like, the promotional (laughs) um, newspaper materials, though, next year. Because, like... I did see it mentioned in the paper. Um, they mentioned who's going to be there. They, they Your name was, wasn't mentioned. No, it was like OC and Maurice mm. Jones-Drew. Tough one. Which mm. bad beat? Great maybe, draws, Maybe but Maurice Jones-Drew has held it against us for a year that um, Dan MJD. and I got a, a much bigger ovation than him oh, on, yeah. on the Jumbo going Well, you're last gonna, that's year, actually
3: yeah.
5: another thing that we've we've asked <laughs> you guys to do. You're going to get another opportunity to see if you can do that. That's right for people. Also, the in our defense.
3: defense, we have the same amount of Super Bowl rings as MJD.
5: No, he won one last year as a as a. Race announcer for the Rams, and he, has, and
4: he okay, has a so ring. Then one less, one less, but that's still we're close. Less, we're close. close,
5: Maybe next
3: year. Okay. And one last <laughs> thing
4: on my end.
3: <laughs> did
5: I? Cut, did I? Okay.
3: No, just he got. He did get a ring, I guess. That's a great he point. Get, that's
2: a great point, me. Hank.
3: <laughs> Final point uh, or question: Can we take down the mush level of the scrambled eggs here? Fifty percent.
5: Wait, what's that mean?
3: It's just a little. It's a little, almost like a uh, a porridge.
5: See, I eggs. I don't like you. So you like the like congealed, like the lump, like a big like, tunk, like that doesn't work. On it's, podcasts, drier. Like yeah. it's dry. Thicker, thicker, it's dry. A thicker, thicker, no, thicker. In the US, in the US. yeah. See, I don't lottery. like that. I like a. I like a. Um, I, if you want, I can give you. I mean, I'm willing on this show to to pass through my scrambled egg recipe, which is. Oh, that'd be great. Noda's we could post it on the Instagram. On the yeah.
3: Oh, let's do that. Okay. It's so nice to be here with you, Henry. We have to get back to the preview, but it's sincerely great to be hanging out with you again
4: I, I enjoy it too you
5: know okay um, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's wonderful to, to have you guys here I left LA no, two months you, ago man. and I've missed uh, you all very much and I'm Let very happy I'm very happy to, that, that, this is, that you guys um, <laughs> you both so, from Mark. this that is you, a
2: Rafael Nadal uh, fetter moment Right here. No tears. This is beautiful, this time. <laughs> beautiful.
5: Um, but I'm very happy to see you guys. Thank you very much for coming to London. Thank
2: um, you you've man. been
5: a big and part of everything uh, we've absolutely. done over
3: here
2: for a decade. So we have And, a, I, I, and the whole thing.
3: office here, the UK office with Nick Pike and everybody else, has always been so well welcoming to us. And um, we're just just to be here and recording here today is just uh, it's really nice. So thank you.
2: Well, you're welcome back, back, back anytime time and every year. Almost, I all love you all. Also. It's a good time to be a London uh, <laughs> NFL fan. The Jaguars are getting. They just got picked second overall in the game draft. That's how yeah, good that's they true. are. That's how true. How good they are.
3: Handsome Egg, everybody. Yay!
4: All right, Mark. It's k- 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 snakes to you. Well, I can't mm-hmm. believe I'm doing
2: this. Okay. Detroit Seahawks. I can't believe it either. Hit
7: Look. it! Go be the team, team. A-
3: Honor. <laughs> I forgot about that. This is a very special <laughs> honor. Uh, that is Dick Banks. Uh, Dave Damaschek show fame and was nice enough years ago to give us our team of ATL now team of ATM theme. The Detroit Lions are the team of around the NFL. And Mark Sessler with the fourth, fourth overall pick has selected the Lions hosting the Seattle Seahawks Weird. at Ford Field. Interesting pick.
4: I guess it is, but it is the team of the of ATL, and it is to me one of the more interesting matchups because I think this is the game where Detroit drops an A bomb on someone. Seattle's defense is a wanting mess, and the Lions, you know, their record aside, their offense has been versatile. It's been able to damage people. They have they're the one of the only teams in the league with six players with 80 scrimmage yards. They're spreading the ball around to different running backs, different receivers. Jared Goff, who I've often found to be essentially like a bowl of vanilla ice cream, I think fits on this team. Scrambled egg porridge. Yes, yeah, scrambled egg pork. Although, both ways that you describe sc- scrambled eggs, Henry and you, sounded gross to me. Well, you're but, a um,
2: fooditarian. So, uh, but
7: Especially yeah. but so but he
3: but eggitarian. Oh Remember he, when we came back with the hard-boiled eggs uh, on Sunday at the office, oh, and was, he almost passed out? We just needed some food. Just the sight of them. You know, we're both we're,
4: sitting there like like eating these like, gross... We're both sitting there eating. No, ew! You know, oh. These hard-boiled
2: eggs are like one of the... You know, items of food that have kept uh, humanity alive for hundreds of years. It's it's nice little like, pick me up.
4: There's like an animal, a dead animal, in there if you think about it. But anyway, I mean, you don't have
2: to kill them for the eggs. You can, you can just have them lay eggs. I like this matchup. <laughs> I, I am surprised, <laughs> but I, I would really look There's forward to watching it. There's a dead animal in there if you think about it. Go ahead, Greg. Am I wrong? Uh, so that rea- yes. This is tough. We're, we're taping on Thursday. That's always early in the week. <laughs> it's especially early because we're on London time. It's, it's 2 a.m. or 4 a.m. back in L.A. On Wednesday, Mark, the Lions had seven offensive starters m- miss practice. Now, I don't think all of those guys are going to miss the game, uh, but it was their th- – It was their three offensive linemen, including Ragnow, including Jonah Jackson, their guards. It was not only DeAndre Swift who is expected to miss this game, but Amon Ra, St. Brown. And then, oh, on top of it, TJ Hawkinson and Josh Reynolds uh, missed practice too. So I, I don't think there's as much pessimism about those guys, but it's uncertain when you totally miss practice. If they're missing six or seven offensive starters, I know they've been cooking up some good scheme. That that's a that's pretty rough. I mean, that's as injured as any team in the NFL. It and is yeah. Amon Ross Chargers.
3: St. Brown Swift. They've sh- they've shown this year, even when Swift has been in and out of the lineup, that they can continue to attack teams. I thought once you took Swift out and Amon Ross St. Brown, you saw a yes. weakened a weakened version of their attack uh, last week. So, you know, I like the I like the lines a lot in this game. That was a bad loss last week against Minnesota. I like that Dan Campbell owned it, um, but also with Campbell, I I do have some concerns because sometimes he's a very black and white guy that he might now, to make a, a statement, get super aggressive on fourth downs and things of that nature and maybe doesn't have the offense as currently stands to back up the gonads he's going to want to show that he has <laughs> and the faith that he has in his offense after he almost tearfully apologized for kicking that or attempting that field goal at the end of the game. and inadvertently costing them the game. All that said, we've talked about the Seahawks and Geno Smith a lot on the show. Um, I don't think they are a good team at all. I don't think they are going to be a team that travels well. I think the Lions have a real home field advantage. I like Jared Goff's ability to score enough points here. And I don't think Seattle is going to score more than... 17 points here. I like this as like a 27-17 Lions winner. I like it so much. I'm going to go ahead and lock up the team of around the NFL.
2: A 1-2 and two team on a, a two-game losing streak? Well, yeah,
4: I want to <laughs> tell you something
2: because this has worked
4: out for us.
7: And Ooh, this
2: was
4: already in my Inc. notes.
2: That's Seattle. Already in my notes. I like see it.
4: right there. Lock I will Brothers also Inc. be locking up the Lions. Lock Brothers, Inc. Because we're just going to rise Let's to that go.
3: title. 11-2, career uh, Mark, check it, out
4: Greg in the rearview
2: mirror. Bye, bye, Greggy. Mm. <laughs> what are we? Ta- what are we looking at? Are we? Are you guys, you at, you guys rear rear ahead view of view me? Yes. But I don't. We're, know. Uh, well,
3: last year we were, and once we lock this and move to three and one, we will be this okay, year as well. But not yeah. this
2: year,
6: right? Okay. You're all two and one. Gotcha. West Bros and me are one and two, so, that's so they're they're in the. Got it.
2: And the listeners, so I do like it. What when, about when all when the that's...
6: individual wrestling brothers just getting listen- their The listeners
2: are a mess right now.
3: What are the listeners at? We don't, they're not the standings, they, they, they but just for fun. I think they
4: finally locked a correct winner last week, and it took them that long. So they needed another preseason. All right, I
2: guess I gotta, I'm torn here. Gino against the, the double. Well, I'm definitely not locking against the team of <laughs> ATL, and I do think they'll win too. I think you guys will get this right.
3: Good. Any other thoughts on this game before we move
2: on? Just that uh, Seattle, I think, did find someone in Tariq Woolen, this rookie quarter cornerback who is six four, 205 pounds, Whoa. and ran a four two six forty, and was a fifth round pick, and he's balling out. Like they, like when Pete Carroll sees a guy with that sort of measurements, he just takes him anyways. He played at I think UTSA and like not that well, and yet he's balling out at the NFL level. So sometimes you should just take the the workout guys because he's looking great.
3: Well, once upon a time it's but like D.K. The one, Metcalf. Right, it's the, one same positive, thing.
2: it's the one positive they have going for it. D- D- if K- he got Metcalf. better, maybe a Defensive Rookie of the Year candidate if he kept getting better.
3: D.K. Metcalf showed up at Combine looking like a Greek god and everyone couldn't get over it. And then there he was sitting in the second round for <laughs> Seattle and that worked out pretty well for him. Maybe this is a, um, the, a defensive version of this. All right, so we move on. Let's take a break and we'll be right back.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
5: How <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys.
2: This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
4: All right, we're back. Mark, you're up. Going to go Browns Falcons, 1 p.m. Eastern. If you live on the East Coast of the United States, that's when it starts.
2: Finally shows his hand.
4: Well, no, because this to me, it's not just the Browns with Jacoby Brissett, but I think the Falcons to me have been one of my pet teams this entire Although I'm not sure the Falcon is a – you could have a pet as a, a Falcon as a pet.
6: Sure. Yeah, those
4: guys You're who are like, I got I, Go I might have taken it and myself.
2: I might have taken it. Yeah,
4: it is I think a it's, sneaky it's, fun game. I'm is. not arguing. I, I totally I – t- I think Arthur Smith is an underrated head coach. I think Kevin Stefanski has done a good job with Cleveland's offense and Jacoby Brissett especially who seems to fit in the, the Stefanski scheme. He ranks top ten in completion percentage, passer rating – Uh, I mean, if anything, I get the vibe from, like, Brissett that I I, I didn't really understand him this way before. I think he's just been kind of a tough mother in that offense. Like, he just sort of fits what Cleveland's been. And he's unlocked Amari Cooper. And I want to see a game where Marcus Mariota does not have maybe the killer turnover. He said that like each week there's been like a moment where Marcus Murray does all these heroic things and then there's the
3: Might be who he is though. I think it know? is
4: who he is. But I also think that there was another world where at this point Desmond Ritter was the starter where Moriota like in oh, two God. weeks showed himself to be such a mess and not a not the right thing. And instead huh. I think he's kind of risen them up to some degree and their offense has been really watchable. You've got the number one rusher in Nick Chubb, who's my kind of player Cordero Patterson, who's had a rebirth in Atlanta. I like this matchup.
2: These have been two top ten offenses, which is crazy. Stefanski having the Browns, and I know it's only three games and the schedule's been whatever, but top five offense, that is some coaching. And with some new pieces everywhere, really, other than the running game, like... Stefanski's got his groove back. I just feel like he is winning the divorce with Baker Mayfield in such a like vicious way. It's an it's I don't know if it's underrated, but it's regain, you know, I'm I'm bringing back the whole like oh yeah, Kevin Stefanski coached his – freaking ass off in 2020. And I I don't think this is a crazy pick at all. I do wonder what Desmond Ritter would look like with this Atlanta team. At some point, he will play. And I think that the success they're having actually bodes well, that that they can replace Mariota and still uh, get a lot done. I think the Falcons could win this game. Miles Garrett may not play. The Browns' defense has been... Lackluster, I would say. Joe Woods uh, under some fire as their coordinator, and I think this is a tough team to prepare for. I think Arthur Smith has done a good job, really setting up schematic advantages. You saw Kyle Pitts, you know, this big guy, two hundred and forty-five pounds, taking the top off a of defense. Like they just present and the quarterback s- missing him, right? But they they present certain challenges other teams don't. That uh, it should be a fun one.
4: One note, Miles Garrett, we did we uh, off of that car accident, we, we, the car flipped, has a said? shoulder sprain. Strained biceps and lacerations.
3: So and if I, he doesn't
2: play, and Clowney's been banged up, and they lost a couple other defensive pieces, no it, it's not a good defense.
3: Yeah, the uh, Falcons are certified frisky. They are. They have a big three. They legitimately have a big three And Pitts, Drake, London, and Patterson. Those are guys that if you can, if you could block for them, if you can give them, if you can give the quarterback time to go through his progressions. And if you have an offensive play caller you believe in, which we do, in Arthur Smith, I, I don't think it's I um, – I don't think this is some type of um, mirage that their offense is something that uh, can put a point. so are on is, these Falcons. Go win like a
2: game. That. I mean, they got to think about this as a winnable game for them. They're barely underdogs, I mean, surprised It, it all depends
3: like, what, your viewpoint, like what your viewpoint is on, I'm in on a team. I think that their offense –
4: there was a hesita- I- there was a, a sense of hesitancy with you. No, and the Falcons. If, if you, a top if you
3: listen to the show the end of the if you year, to the- I'm on the show. Yeah, but well, then you missed the episode that I was on talking about <laughs> before the season started. The Falcons will be better than people realize on offense, and it's for these reasons. I think they're definitely better than last year, and I think they have a chance here to put a get a win here. I think they have a shot now. The and I do think what you're saying about Miles Garrett is a big part of this. I we don't know. We know now what the general injuries are. How serious is it truly? Because there's obviously a, there's going to be a, a bit of a media blackout here. If you take Miles Garrett out of this Cleveland defense, it takes a lot of air out of the balloon of the entire team. So, and can Jacoby Brissett continue this? That's this has been a real story. Like he has he played can really not well. not
4: asking him. It doesn't center around him. But you're, you're, I probably think you're going to get a Brissett game where
2: we're like, oh. It's gonna be a berserker game from Dean Pease. Almost every game is a berserker game, but he's just gonna send a million blitzes and see if the Browns can handle it. And uh so far they've been up for the challenge.
3: Really? Mariota
2: though. <laughs> I don't
3: that's what keeps me from really saying all right, let's get behind the Falcons as like a Jaguars-esque fun team in the NFC. Right? Is he going to continue to kind of kill them and then the defense won't be good enough and things get... they are a little
2: games hard on Mariota. I, you know, if, if our good friend Wes was here, I think he would bring up some like stat analytics that like I've been bringing up for Geno Smith. Like, Mariota's been fine. He has, but he's had bad mistakes in each game. It's the, it's the giveaways.
4: Game. Like, it's just that yeah. that's And crunch time. Right. Uh, all
2: right, let's see. Up next would be Greg. So the 4 p.m. hour on the East Coast is the worst of the season, I would say, this year. There's no game that really strikes my fancy, but I'm going to take Broncos Raiders. There's only three, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I figure I might as well take the, the most interesting game to me, although I'm a little curious about Brian Hoyer, but maybe that'll stick around. Broncos Raiders, season on the line for the Raiders. I just feel like you can't fall to 0-4. Uh, I think if they're one and three in that division, like the, the, it's a long season. There's 17 games. They have enough talent. They've been in all these games that you can make a case for them. Uh, but it's getting late early, and and so I like that there's something really at stake for this team. And and I'm curious if this Denver team, it doesn't feel like a three and one type of team that, but has played good defense. Uh, can build on their fourth quarter. That was certainly the best quarter, I would say, of Russell Wilson's season. And that they're doing that thing where they're like, oh, the real Russell F- Wilson finally came out. It's like, okay, well, th- why does that quarter matter more than, than the rest of the season? We'll see if that continues. Right, like. that
3: was a little bit on my radar as a trope after this game, because you could imagine that's how it was covered by the local papers and the questions that uh, Hackett was answering in the press conferences, like how do you take that final game-winning drive or go ahead, drive, and replicate it because that's the offense you were talking about. It's like, oh, yes, that's what we've been going for all year and we hope to build on it. All right, so let's see it. Let's see it against a Raiders team that, did you know, this surprised me actually, and now there's, you know, um, an extra playoff team and all that. There's only been one team since 2000 that's made the playoffs after 0-3. I thought that that wouldn't be quite... Was it the Colts? Yeah. The Chargers. I don't know exactly. Um, okay, but um, I'm gonna call up our research staff. Yeah, let's let's see who that was. But so they're 0 and 3. This is not a loser home goes home match because the Broncos will be all right. But the Raiders have now moved past the cornered animal, and now they're the you know. Oh uh, like yes, the,
2: the 2018 Texans. What a magical run that was. <laughs> what? That's I don't know. So, that must have been a J.J. Watt year. It's Deshaun Watson starting yeah. out the season slow and then oh, right. catching
3: fire. Yeah, the Raiders now are like the animal that's kind of twitching on the ground. And it's like, is this – just poking it with a stick. Is this is this it for the Raiders? Are they going down in flames? And I, I kind of think, man, if I if I wasn't locking up the Lions, that I would go with the Raiders here because I huh. they have had the they're ball. Favor- they're
2: favored, which is crazy. They've had the ball –
3: with a chance to win or tie all three of these losses against the Chargers, Cardinals, and Titans. And yes, they didn't get it done, but this is not a team that's completely in some type of hideous free fall. And I think there is an urgency a team plays with in this position when it has ability, which they certainly have. And on the flip side, you have the Broncos who haven't really shown us much, especially on offense. So I feel very confident about the Raiders. I think
4: with Denver, I mean, if they can figure out their red zone situation—they could be a very different team because they're top, you know, four, top ten in the league in terms of yards per drive, but they are in terms of points per drive, thirty-first. I have a stat for you. If Let's you hear want. it. Another one. Unleash it. They
2: are dead last in red zone offense. The Raiders are twenty-six, by the way, and first in red zone defense. That's Ooh. dramatic. So uh, Well, that's, so not one a, not is bailing lot. the other out yeah, there. Yeah, that's why you're seeing a lot of field goal games.
4: I, I, I mean, to the eye, the Broncos have been the most boring offense I've watched in, uh, in the league-wide. Wow. Well, who, I mean, I'm trying to think who would challenge Panthers. me on that. Panth- like, Actually, like, the
2: Panthers are so bad that it's yeah, to me it's watchable. Panthers have had a couple it's, big it's like a plays here and
4: there, though. They've had a couple big plays here and there, and I've also just not watched the Panthers that closely. Not as closely as I've watched the you Broncos. You should. Your guy
2: Baker. Really stinking.
4: Well, that's of selling point, Greg. Thank you.
2: <laughs>
3: um, all right, that's a good game. I was I was going to take that, Greg. So I'm a little annoyed at you. It's not personal, but that that was my uh, that was a pivot point for my draft.
2: I mean, the 4 p.m. games are pretty lackluster. That felt slightly better than the what other was two. it
3: about the offense that you thought on that last drive? It was that he made some play. That, that he, he was a Yeah, he moved in the pocket. He was able to hit guys on the run. I thought it's. I think it's been strange. And I understand he's a little older now, and they need to protect their investment. But I think part of what made Russell Wilson great with Seattle was that he did kill you on the ground as well. He he would bail on the he's pocket. Giving you nothing now. He, that's not all of a sudden right? he's just like pure, like uh, Flacco-esque statue in the pocket. Not in terms of he's that vulnerable in the pocket, but it's just that's where he lives. And I think there's something to be said for being a little bit more of a dual threat, uh, which he truly was. He right. He was one of my favorite quarterbacks. Um, during the you know the midterm run with Seattle because he did everything right and he was so proficient you just were like damn it he's like basically robotic and that guy is not there right now mm. and i don't know if he's gone um, and I know, Greg, that's something that you've been on in the past, that he's just not the same guy anymore, or he's just lost touch a little bit with what made him great. definitely not
2: physically. And, uh, yeah, our uh, friend of the show, Mina Kimes, has been on it, has been saying that's one of the reasons she had some sources with the Seahawks is that they thought he'd age well. Be- I mean, age poorly, sorry. Age poorly because of the lack of athleticism that when he doesn't have that, it might not really hmm. translate. All
3: right. Uh, that now brings it to me. And I'm annoyed, as I said. I'm annoyed now. Graver, I'm going to ask your help for this. Um, and I'm going to go with Tennessee I'm annoyed now. at Indianapolis. Ah, yes. Another game. Too early. It's entirely too early uh, for Tennessee at Indianapolis to play twice before week eight.
6: Yeah, that's what's going um, yeah. on. And,
3: you know, once this time of year, sure. But then you put the other one in the back end. But it is what it is. Indianapolis won one and one after a much needed victory over the Chiefs of all teams. Uh, but I didn't think they looked that good doing it. Uh, Graver, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts, like, when you kind of went back and took a close look at the game. Did you see things from the Titans that you thought are sustainable, and do you think they match up well against the Colts right now?
6: I think there were things that were sustainable. The Titans' second-half offense floundered again, but if you really look at, like, the plays that ended those drives, it was, like, miscues, like Austin Hooper, falling down one yard short of the line to gain and not, like, rolling for the first down or the play where Traylon Burks jumps for a pass that's a little bit behind him that if, like, he doesn't jump or Tannehill's not under pressure, they convert that and keep the ball. I am worried from a matchup standpoint because the Titans have struggled to stop the run, especially without Harold Landry, who was such a good edge setter that's had a cascading effect where the middle linebackers have to worry more about containing the outside and they can't just flow straight down the middle like they were able to in the past. And you know Indy's going to run the ball and pound it with Jonathan Taylor and that's where they want you know to be the base of their offense. So from that standpoint I am concerned but Indy averaged 3.8 yards per play against the Chiefs and somehow beat Patrick Mahomes doing that which is just crazy. So many miscues on Kansas City's side that as a Titans fan, I'm like, there's no way Indy can get that lucky with the other team making how, mistakes. How about the two Titans being
2: three and a half point underdogs in this game? They are on the road. I mean, uh, I'm not gonna bring out the rainmaker, but I don't I, I like the Titans quite a bit. Where is the rainmaker, by the way? Well, it's here in London. Where's it been? Sprinkling. Um, all right, dude, do we have the drop ready? Let's bring it out. Let's go, Titans. Uh-ha. I don't. I don't know why uh, you uh, pressured me into that when I'm sitting on one and zero. Oh. <laughs> Now they don't have to win. I didn't pressure you. I just asked where the Rainmaker was. Well, yeah, and Mark, Mark said something, too. No, and I, I, I do feel good about this one. And they don't have to win if they lose by one or two. I'm sorry for you, Graver, but I'm still dancing in the rain.
4: You were not pressured into it, but I agree with you that the spread um, stands out to me as absurd.
2: I don't believe in this Colts team. It was I was glad to watch Tony Romo last week because he was very pointed about how— slow Matt Ryan has been to pick up the system. He gave us some real information that I could tell he's either gotten from his tape sure. study or more likely from watching Ryan that Ryan does not have the answers right now yet. Like you think, Oh, he's a veteran quarterback. He has the answers. There's so much problem. You know between that him and his snap, line.
3: They don't, because everybody loves Tony Romo is talking to Tony about certain things. <laughs> so if he's picking up the offense slow and in general, he's slow, they're going to send a lot of heat at him. Uh, and then you have Jonathan Taylor who was, had a huge week one and it was like, Oh, more of the same from Jonathan Taylor. They gave him the ball 21 times, and he averaged less than three and a half yards a carry. So the run blocking is still not there. In addition to the pass protection
2: um, still being suspect, I just you know don't let me down, Titans. Now it's a good spot for the Titans. I'm part of your group.
4: I thought it was a good sign that Derrick Henry looked like Derrick Henry to me last week. It's it's very
3: it's very on brand uh, Graver for the Titans to look as bad as they did um, and start 0-2, and then to reel off several wins in a row, and then kind of put themselves back in the good graces of the AFC South. So another one I feel very good about uh, is the Titans taking care of business here. A kiss of
6: death. Yeah, that is scary when everyone's confident in something, but... I just the Colts. I know they just beat the Chiefs, but the did anybody are, watch that the game and say, "Okay, the Colts—they're
4: no, they, better now." Right. They're, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't even say they beat the Chiefs. It just—it well, just, was beat more. Of a, it I mean, it was came
6: more out of a, in a they weird way. Literally <laughs> defeated the finally, a, a Robert Sala, moment where the, the Chiefs beat themselves. Their passers right, right, finally right, right.
2: came out, but I would say they're the worst offense in the NFL right now. Yes. I, them and the Panthers. I would say.
3: Not. It's not good. It's not good. All right. Uh, let's. Uh, Uh, Let's go with.
2: Let's pick up the pace time for sure. Greggy,
3: uh, good news for you because I'm going to stay away from the late window here. Um, I will take. Well, you have to take
2: one in the late window. There's three of us. You're not going to not take one. Right. Of course
3: I will, but I'll take whatever's there.
2: Okay. That's generous of you. Yeah. I'll take whatever's left over because I know I'm going to watch.
3: I'll be watching Denver, Las Vegas as well, and then I'll have a second screen on the other game. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, AKA, I'll be watching Arizona and Carolina on the plane coming home (laughs) um anyway let's go with jets at pittsburgh uh zach wilson is returning he was cleared uh to play and um i think i mentioned it to you guys actually at the airport um as a jets fan it's like man this is not a good this doesn't feel good it doesn't feel like a good setup here uh that the team has mostly disappointed um since the season started after all the the good vibes, and now you're in a position where Zach Wilson, who is very much a question mark, you're asking him to ride in and save the day, and it's like, hmm. and then you have this situation at left tackle, and yes, I understand it. we're going to get to the Chargers, but they're snake bitten. But the Jets now have three their top three left tackles on IR, Mackay backed in. Dwayne Brown, and now George Fant, all in IR. And now the Jets are going to start on Zach Wilson's blind side, and thankfully T.J. Watt's not playing, Connor McGovern, who has no experience and is basically a swing tackle type guy at left tackle. So it sets up uh, very poorly for an offensive line that has not played well for Zach Wilson to now enter rusty and cold after missing a month plus with knee surgery. And uh, it's for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it's a it's a good matchup for them. Even as they've been, they have not been the same team defensively. We talked a lot about Mitch and the offense. They have not been the same defensively. They haven't been getting to the quarterback. But I think the Jets in this state and with Wilson being inexperienced and unproven, this is this is a this is really set up for the Steelers to have a big defensive game. I think.
4: I think you're right, but I also could see the Jets defense if they're going to do anything at any point this season. This could be a success point for them too, because if you look at Mitch Trubisky, his yards per attempt are the lowest in the league. This is a stoppable offense. I don't think their ground game is that special. Their offensive line is vulnerable, and their passing game is essentially rudimentary. It's 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 lower than NFL level in terms of what they accomplish, what they try to accomplish. They have they, they seem have content players. with doing less. I I agree, but they're not using it in the right way. Like, and you, they're George... throwing
2: like 50 times a game with Joe Flacco. I mean, Zach Wilson is the total mystery here. Is he gonna stink or is he gonna be uh, a take a second year leap? Who knows? It's I... their only
4: chance now because
2: they here is. They have to see
4: him. I mean, don't you agree that like you needed to get him in there as oh, soon yeah. as possible? Uh, you just,
3: I just, I just wish it came where. The offensive line was in a better position because it hasn't played well overall, and now you have. Can the, I
4: counter that with one thing? Like, I, no matter who you are, if you want to find out what your quarterback is, I kind of like putting him into a tough situation. I know, I, I get that you want to mm-hmm. want everything to be perfect, but like, if he's going to be the dude, like he's going to have to figure out. But the out question how to, is, I don't
3: think there's been any sign so far that he is the dude. I and don't think so. Either, what I'm but... saying is, is that as a Jets fan, that feels like the only thing now standing in the way of another. Five and 12, 4 and 13, 3 and fourteen. Season is Wilson stepping up, and there's a very real possibility he struggles, and then it's like, oh my god, what? We're, we're starting over again. That's so. This is such a an important. Give him a little run right here. We got to. Oh, we are. We this are. is
2: a good matchup. No TJ. But J. when Watt. your team has
3: been as bad as this team has been for ten straight years, you 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 expect the worst. And I just, I'm very concerned he's going to be running into a buzzsaw. And you're right about the Steelers' offense can't even get 300 yards a game. But the Jets have been giving up big plays. They haven't been getting to the quarterback enough. And there's been a lot of miscommunications on the field. That goes right back to Robert Sal, the, Sal, the head coach. We need more results, less receipts.
2: Yeah, the, the miscommunications are a problem because if you're going to, a, a roadmap for success this year for the Jets is don't beat yourself. And they're beating themselves with these blown coverages more than any team. It's also like take care of the ball. I think they're minus three in turnover margin. They're one of the last teams uh, in the league in terms of forcing turnovers where the, the Steelers are, are plus three. They don't have TJ Watt. But I just feel like Tomlin is good at winning these sorts of games. And I like what they did offensively that they at least gave – Claypool and Johnson and picking some more chances to make plays down the field that should work this week. And I'm with you, Dan. I don't think it's a good spot for the Jets at all, and that's why I'm locking up the Steelers. Oh, goodness. <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> see, it is rough to lock up Mitch Trubisky. Like, I, I could have regrets. I, I think could...
4: Jessica's bored of us by now. I can see It's, her. A, it's a long show. Jessica made of... the
2: decision to come and
3: sit in on the Thursday preview she show. She could be having
2: brunch right now. Out on the town.
3: She could be taking photographs of beautiful London.
2: Well, she is modeling our NFL podcast uh, merch polo, which you can find on sale. Oh no, wait—we've never sold merch. I, I guess uh, no one's have, thought that that could ever. Work.
3: Literally, there's no way for any of our fans to rep NFL Media's flagship podcast. All right, let's get into the next pick, Greggy. We're gonna power through the rest here. Let's do it.
2: I'm going to take Chargers-Texans, which is not a good game, but I just am interested at the result uh, as my backup uh, early game because just, like, how low can the Chargers go, really? I mean, this is a great gift from the scheduling gods that Mm. you got the Texans this week of all week as you're adjusting, they hope. Maybe they can get Keenan Allen back. Herbert will be uh, a week healthier, uh, but no Bosa, who went on injured reserve, no Rayshon Slater. Unbelievable, uh, as we know. And um, Joey
3: Bosa and Rayshon Slater in this situation in the same week is uh, it's almost hard to fathom.
2: It's it's sad, and and this is a game that tripped them up last year. Uh, I remember because I covered and and drafted this game a year ago too. The Texans with I Davis Mills put a 40-burger yeah, on the Chargers. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. That was kind of the game where I was like, whoa, is Davis Mills something? Uh, they put a 40-burger on the Chargers when the Chargers were decent and trying to get to the playoffs. Uh, the reason I feel good about the Chargers this week, though, is like that hasn't been that same Davis Mills. Anything beyond 10 yards, he just hasn't shot straight. He just like doesn't put the ball where he's trying to put the ball, even when he's protected well, like the ball just doesn't go there, and the ball is just flying over people's heads, and and that's it's tough to count on that. So I think the Chargers are still in a good spot.
4: They've, I mean, if the Chargers fall here, their season essentially to me ends on some level because there's so many issues here. And 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 Justin Herbert, I get that he's been playing hurt and everything else, but and and Keenan Allen has been out as well. I, I just I don't I. The, Th- this is one of the most disappointing teams in the league. I mean, the injuries
2: are crazy. It, that's a
4: huge part of it. But I think if you're Brandon Staley, like, at this point, like, the, I had so much – I was so excited about the Brandon Staley experience. And, Dan, I know that you weren't. Like, there are – it just sounds like the energy around this team is that the players are maybe not buying into what Brandon Staley Ooh. is selling right now. And that's concerning because I, I – when you – we, you know, we talked to, like, the MJDs and stuff. And when, when they all – the whole room, if they're not buying into a coaching staff – Everything starts to go south very quickly.
2: Five Pro Bowlers. I mean, last week at least. That's it's tough. I'm giving them a little bit of a pass.
3: The Damian Pierce show uh, finally warmed up last week. He had a career high 22 touches, 101 scrimmage yards, and a touchdown at Chicago. So they get that will help Davis Mills if get <laughs> some balance. Our over
2: Texans four and a half corner is is sweating it right now, Mark. We don't get any credit for that tie. Uh, Texans oh, over four and a half yeah. corners. It's is, a long is, season. It's uh, it's not looking great if uh, they don't win this one. All
3: right, let's move on uh, to Mark Sessler with your third and then fourth pick.
4: I'm going to take the a late game here. I'm going to go Cardinals at uh, Panthers.
3: Right. I,
4: I keep wanting want to watch the Cardinals, and I'm, I'm starting to lose uh, – understanding and reasons why you i drafted them team. every
2: week I think week, every I think. week you have them. i haven't had watched no them live no yet. i
4: did not last week and someone else you took them rams cardinals i believe all oh, right right it. right
3: but right I, right i was actually like stealing right right
2: right right i was right, stealing looks at right. your screen during that game um, ah
3: yes you were what a mess and you have like eight screens up so that's that's impressive
4: not this week i don't i don't have any of my technology set up here and in, in how London. do you feel about that I'm sitting on a couch that's essentially just been unwrapped from the store. I mean, like, nothing is going. Nothing is exactly the way it should be. I woke up late.
3: That's life, isn't it?
4: This Cardinals offense woke up John late. John Lennon.
3: <laughs> Life's what happens when you're busy We're making other that. plans.
2: <laughs>
4: Gravern is John Lennon year.
2: This is a great test of, like, <laughs> bad does bad offense beat bad defense? Because um, the Cardinals defense has been pretty terrible. Yeah, uh, but the Panthers offense has been even worse. I think the worst I think I'm being tough on Breaker because that game last week was one of the worst starts by a quarterback that will be made all year. Uh he would have had about twelve yards passing if not for that like little hitch route that uh should a missed tackle and Yeah, that's
4: yeah, also true if you look at the Browns game. Right, the same thing. But he's like, had terrible he, quarters. He threw in the half. ball
2: ten times to Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. They had sixteen yards and two catches on those. He looks unplayable, almost like he. PJ Walker at this point would be better. I I understand having optimism that it will get better. It it should. Uh, it should this week. If ever there was a week to get it going against the Cardinals, you should have some nice I mean, advantages. I guess if
4: you're if you're Matt Ryan and you've been in the league for as long as you have and we're hearing that he's not picking up the Colts' offense, I think that could be true Fair. of Baker, too. You showed, showed up, right up late, but you're year. 30th in total offense, 31st in passing, 31st on third down. 30th in the red zone, 29th in big plays. It's really only been the few big plays they've had that have bailed Baker out of having he where he's had like 22 yards passing. And maybe
3: that's what it is. It's a combination of him not being comfortable with the offense, but also all the bad habits on the field that plagued the end of his Cleveland tenure is unsteadiness in the pocket, uh, bad footwork.
4: Uh center center quarterback exchange. He had four fumbles
3: that in that That is an issue. He, he bails on the pocket prematurely, throws off the back foot. I mean all that stuff make is Make
2: some uh, plays, Kyler, by the way. Sorry.
3: It's all <laughs> Yeah, we're not we're that. not there yet. I just
2: got excited. I know
3: you are. Just I know you are. Excited. And <laughs> I think the reason part of the reason you're being so hard on Baker uh Greg is that uh you you're a bit of a jilted lover. You were one of the adopters of Baker as a stud, and now we're seeing he's That's, not a stud.
2: Since when was I ever that guy? Check your QB index. I was pretty uh, pretty hard on him in saying he was like uh, a mid-level quarterback, but I did not think that he could play at this level. No, I like this because it fuels my Teddy Bridgewater narrative. This is a- <laughs> that they would be a playoff team if they had <laughs> Brid- like Teddy Bridgewater the last two years.
3: my Teddy Bridgewater I- narrative.
4: This is the lowest version of Baker we've ever seen. It's, it's, it seems unrescuable.
2: I, I think they gotta play All right, now it out. Now you can talk about Kyler Murray no, if you want. There's not much to it. It's just like this is a game, and I think he's shown it. But you did get that that contract. Just be the guy who makes the plays in this game. Win this game. Get to two and two. And and despite some real issues, they'd be in the good shape. Because
4: Kyler Murray's done that in only one quarter of this entire season. It's like he seems to go where the offense goes. He doesn't pull the offense.
2: Although last week was a lot. It was not on him for the most part. Zach Ertz was killing him. A J Green. Uh, analytics wise, is the worst receiver in the league. Just can't finish a play. He's out now, which I don't think is a, is a bad thing. Unfortunately, for
3: yeah. That, I mean, and, and with AJ Green, I know he made some plays last year, but they had to expect this as a possible outcome. He's he's not nearly the same player anymore. On Carolina side, by the way, Christian McCaffrey's back again on the um, injury report with a thigh issue. So we'll see if, if that's just. Management, or he actually has something going on. These have been two of my least favorite teams to watch so far this year. So, you know, maybe they'll surprise us and we'll get an entertaining game, but uh, we're not bank on it. All right, Mark,
4: back to you. Well, there's not a lot to pick from here, but I'm going to go Bears Giants. Hi, Ben. For one reason only, the Giants. The Bears have been a tough watch. Uh, They're they're a disaster. On offense, I think Justin Fields. I I, I wish it were different because I, I think there have been moments where you wouldn't think this. Oh I think he's my. the worst quarterback in the league right now. Oh, my. but I like the Giants.
3: I know Under you do. Maybe you are Maybe you're or, a Giants you know, fan. I now. kind
4: of I, I I grew up watching the Giants. It's the first team I watched, and it's weird because like I was in Jets Giants territory, and my child mind was wise enough uh, to not latch onto the Jets uh, <laughs> so as a you latched as a onto as a the Browns. They were good back then, by the way.
2: At least the Bears (laughs) can run. I picked the Bears in this game. I don't feel good about either, but I definitely don't feel good about either of these teams being a three-point favorite. So I just picked the Bears. This is a tough one. The Bears at least have a couple things that they do well. They run the ball well, and I think their defense is average. Whereas I, I have questions that the Giants have done a good job piecing it together uh, but I don't think they're good at anything
3: I think that um, I don't know if you guys saw <laughs> I think they can run the ball Schrager on Good Morning Football had a, a good little jag on this and it was the Giants put so much into the Monday night game that they they're like everybody we're doing a whiteout in the crowd and you know we got the the Cowboys coming on Monday night football and they're weakened they don't have Dak in there and we're 2-0 and we have a chance to be you know the buzz of the league and what happens? Half the building is filled with Cowboys fans. You you don't find a way to beat a team with a Cowboys team that is, you know, merely okay and without Dak Prescott, you still weren't able to get stops when it counted in that game. You get beat, and it's just like that took a lot of the air out of the blue. And I thought it was it was nice to see another um, explosive play from Sa- Saquon Barkley. I'm I, I think like everyone everyone else, I'm convinced as long as he stays healthy, this is a Situation where he's going to have his best year since that first season in 2018. Uh, but we we talked about the Giants a lot um, on the Monday night recap. They're so frenetic on offense and so weird. But the Bears, I I'll, I probably won't pick pick the Bears all season. So I, I the get, Giants are my my choice here.
4: Remember, I had the sandwich bet about the quickest game in NFL history. These are this this is one game where if you're going to go pick and you want to look for it. There's a chance here because I think the Bears. Too many are,
2: punts. They had Too many I, punts. You the, need teams many that possess. The Bears,
4: the too
3: Bears too ran many for 281 punts. yards too last many, week. That that now fair.
4: The, they're now a team. They're they're two top five rushing offenses. The Bears
2: are it. You're right. The, the Bears the Giants, are going to do well, that. What's David Montgomery's status, by the way? He's, he's probably out. But they are uh, fine it with
4: it. I see. I agree. I don't know if they're all with with Herbert and the rest Herbert's of them. Good. You can do it. And like he's they ran for 281 yards last week. I think that's who they are right now. They're last year's Eagles. No team last year. Ran for more than 280. That's that's what Chicago is going to try to do. The, the the Giants should try it as well. I like this kind of game on that front. It's from 1962. All right, here we go.
3: The penultimate pick. Uh, the old Zeuser will grab a late game. New England at Green Bay. Uh, you know what happened with Mac Jones hopping off the field. Very serious high ankle sprain for Mac Jones. It would be very shocking if we see him on the field. But Bill Belichick, um, in his latest press conference on the issue, would not give us a damn thing. Day by day, it's getting better. See how it goes. Day (laughs)
0: by day. Day by day. What do I look like? A doctor, an orthopedic surgeon. Day by day. You think I'm going to read the MRI? That's not my job. Yeah, it's day by day. It's getting better day by day. We'll see. We'll see how it is tomorrow. A lot better than it was yesterday. Let's see
4: what it is. That's so much more than he needed to say.
2: <laughs> well, those were, I think, multiple answers cut together. That was, he certainly, like, those, I were, think it was, yes, those were like four answers. <laughs> you think you think anybody thought he was just saying that? Over I
7: don't know. And over. I, uh, that caught <cut> me <off> guard <laughs> there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, but that's crazy. He's never by had to the deal way, we with it. goes on a riff like that, the, so that's really yeah, big. we need to cut separately for future use. What am I, a doctor? <laughs> that was pretty yeah. good. <laughs> am I an orthopedic surgeon?
2: No, but I mean you've been around football a while. I think you've probably getting oh, good medical information. He never had to deal with this with Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, and now I think the like the media is a little less respectful where they're like, uh, we want some answers. Uh,
3: yeah, the, the the funny thing is I think he's just kind of having some fun as much as Bill Belichick can with the media because there's no doubt that he's not not playing so there's no gamesmanship involved on Sunday against the Packers in my mind but uh yeah it creates a very bad very bad situation for New England so it's Brian Hoyer is a career backup he's very he's Brian Hoyer say no more now running a New England offense that showed some growth uh weeks one through three but I think they'll take a step back now um with Mac Jones out of the lineup against the Packers, I feel really good about the Packers as well in this. I don't know where the where the desert has this that game nine
2: and a half. Started, okay, started started I think that's right.
3: I think that is right around. This is a game where I could. I'm not trusting Greg the Green Bay offense yet, but this has got twenty four ten written all over it.
2: I could see that, but I f- I'd feel pretty good about taking the Pats with all those points because when you're an offense in Green Bay that's averaging sixteen points per game and you're a 10-point favorite, I have questions. I think the Patriots' defense has been sound for the most part. Uh, the Ravens lit them up because that's what Lamar Jackson does. But those were mostly just insane plays. Uh, Brian Hoyer starting a game, you know, it's tough. It's been a while. He started that Chiefs game a few years back in prime time for the Patriots, which was ugly uh he you know people that like defend that are like oh he didn't find out about that until friday night so he never practiced uh but it is it is brian hoyer and as matt lafleur will tell you if you squint really hard brian hoyer is a special guy
3: i remember watching a lot of the cut-ups from this is a long time ago from the 14 season and um you know you, you could make the case and take all his his great plays that he made and you thought he was a one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Well, but so <laughs> have you seen Matt no, Ryan? Do you want to know? 2014? Just as 2014. Just
2: his <laughs> highlights because re- 2014. True of anyone. The reason he was watching it's that. True of us. Was
4: it was the Shanahan's offense in Cleveland, and that was the year that Wes actually wrote a huge article yeah. about Brian Hoyer. You could say that about
2: Davis Mills last year. His 20 best plays were awesome. Like, Does anybody it, know how it, long ago it, 2014 was? By the way, <laughs> it
3: was
4: literally eight years ago. <laughs> Brian Hoyer actually was a good quarterback. That season. might as well That's be the 14th century.
3: The the Patriots. Like, as no, it, uh, that's fine. He had a nice run. I know what in I understand where he's coming
4: from, that's all. <laughs> versus just giggling at him like that's all.
2: Right. The pa- I mean it was it's funny away, though because he away. said if you watched him in twenty fourteen, funny, and you only took his best plays that's even funny. I understand it's the like Browns highlight won the reel. Super Bowl that year with I Brian Then you could say it it it's like if you, if you watch his highlight reel that some Browns fan made, it's awesome.
4: Well, it's also just a coach not laughing at the opponent to the press. Like, you're trying to build, you're just doing the coach thing where it's like, hey, this is still a tough game. I don't think it is. And I think actually Green Bay's offense which is 7th in yards per drive, 7th in points per drive, and can run the ball really well. And it's not all about Aaron, Ro- Aaron Rodgers having to do everything. They're balanced for once. I, I think they're going to come in and stomp New England. I don't think this is a situation where the Patriots, who feel like they're floating away on offense. This isn't the 2014 situation for Brian Horry. You're in a disorganized
2: attack. For, for the first time last season, the Patriots got my uh, emotions stirring a little bit. I was really? Like, oh, for the first it. time? Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched any of their games live I did a little last week. Yeah, because Mac Jones was so bizarre. He had like a peak Jameis Winston game, which is not a good thing. He had five, um, what do they call big-time throws via PFF, which is like by far his career high. Like he, he was making some plays, and they're running really well. And so it got me thinking like, I don't know, maybe Hoyer can keep this thing close. We'll see. We'll see. I don't doubt It would be very Patriots-y for this to be a five, yeah. six-point game. That's all.
3: I, I don't doubt Belichick's ability to scheme something up with the Packers not in, not in full flight on offense, To
4: I mean, if Green Bay, yeah. if they ever went into this situation and lose to the Brian Hoyer-led Patriots, Green Bay I don't is think in that. a major The thing that worries situation.
2: me, though, is Greg Bedard's been all over this. Like, last week... Belichick took over as the offensive coordinator. He was talking to Mac Jones every single play. His back was to the game. Like, he used to be on defense. Remember right. all those shots of, like, Belichick, like, gathering the defense around the and he's coaching it, and he's not even paying – even on the Patriots, like, during their good years, he's not even paying attention to the offense because Charlie Weiss or Josh McDaniels got that. Now he's doing that with the offense, and Patricia seems a little, like, out of the mix, and they had a nice offensive game, but it's like, how much can you do? Maybe you should have hired more than, like, six former Chromies and, like, three of your sons. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well you got Steve now running the defense so you don't have to worry about the offensive side of things Steve he has and that a daughter mullet.
2: too he's a daughter too who
4: plays lacrosse coaches lacrosse now
3: is she on the staff? No.
4: I don't know I'm just saying like, it's maybe not, add her no she's well, a coach why is it she's only a you, you can hire more than just sons that's, in, in 2022 well, hey
3: listen you're absolutely right that's what I'm saying man. well said thank you well said sorry thank I know you.
2: we're supposed to speed up let's finish this thing <laughs> oh my god sorry <laughs> go ahead Oh, Wait, the what, next pick. Take I just us somewhere. Meant generally, then, but I forgot i up. Commanders, Cowboys is the last pick. Kyler Murray, do something, right? Sorry, I was just getting even with Greg earlier. <laughs> Commanders, <laughs> Cowboys. What a game. There's
3: a lot of Jets gear in this studio. Um, I don't know why, but do you think if I took something, anybody would notice?
4: We're in a foreign country. I think I, if no. you break the law that's, in a foreign country, that's dodgy. I'm wearing country,
2: a that's jacket scodgy. that we took from the... Uh, team store like four years ago that was just maybe a out of
3: respect to Henry I'm going to ask for this this Jets pullover with the old logo on it.
2: Hmm. I got to say the Cowboys with Cooper Rush and, like, the defense, they've, they're they kind of fun right now. They were really aggressive, how they called plays. This would be a fun 3-1 and Cowboys team. The NFC East actually might be interesting. Uh, the Cowboys' defense, they've kept these defensive backs together, even though they're not big names for five or six years, and then they're getting this much pressure. It's a nice combination, especially against a guy in Carson Wentz who, who handles pressure worse than anyone.
4: I was thinking. I almost picked this that I am more interested in watching the Cooper Rush led Cowboys than the Dak Prescott led Cowboys.
3: It's sad. I'm texting Henry about seeing if I could have some of this Jets like, gear. You guys what? carry out Oh,
6: is that what's I, happening? I, yeah. I played that like, sound
2: because I'm locking up the Cowboys. Are you interesting? I I like that. I think I think the what I know what you mean. I think it's just maybe this Cowboys team is friskier. Their defense could be really good and when you put Dak in there. But I think them having Cooper Rush almost like simplified thing and I love that they were they were kind of balls to the wall last week and I thought you haven't seen that much out of Kellen Moore and, and Mike McCarthy. It was fun. Dominique Foxworth had this crazy theory, um, uh, which it kinda made sense to me. That somehow like Dak Prescott is so good that almost like the coach then he can do everything that the coaching staff didn't know what doesn't almost know what to do. They have all these like, options, and they end up being nothing. And that with Cooper Rush, they know exactly what to do, and they're better at it. And I was like, that actually kind – of, it's a galaxy brain thought, but it kind of made sense. Hmm. I liked it. It was a good take.
4: Where are you, Dan, with your text? Sorry, I was just scenario. trying to fill During the I, know, I have
3: no idea what you guys are talking about. That, Henry did clear <laughs> yeah, me to take a shirt. Let's
6: clear. Um, let's all right, good. Here. You locked up the Cowboys? Yes, sir. Wow. That pass rush is finger-licking good. Nom, <laughs> nom, 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 I got to say, nom. no <laughs> one's, like,
2: locked up a team with a, a bigger spread than – than like four this year, which is a lot of, um, you know, integrity. Gallant of us. Integrity, I guess.
3: Um, And uh, people that get a little annoyed, because Greg, you're all over the announcer angle of things, about the the Cowboys and Commanders should not be getting Burkhart, Olsen, Andrews, and Tom Rinaldi.
2: Well, How about Pat's Packers getting Romo and Nance? Although there's no good late game, so there's no, they were in a tough spot. But the Cowboys
6: game is also the biggest nationally broadcast game. It, like, eats up the whole map. It's crazy. It's
4: crazy. Oh, I get why they're doing it, but I, I'm with you. It's, like, matchup-wise, come on.
2: But that matchup is always, yeah, ratings, people watch it. You know, I don't care about that. Why, why do you care about ratings? People. Who? I'm, people I'm, I'm or the NFL? I'm talking NFL? about the people. Oh, The people. Like, okay, that that answers the question, but it doesn't make me happy.
3: Well, yeah, exactly. It's why. Why am I even (laughs) saying that? Because the reason why they're doing that is because Fox wants to put their best crew on the game that most people want to watch. And people, oh, they're not America's team anymore. They haven't
2: won in 25 years. Everybody loves the Cowboys still. The Cooper Rush first start. uh, Who is that against? I think is the most watched game of the entire season. In and the, and the Monday the Night Football. Game. Yeah, the Bengals game is the most watched. Wow. Like, Cowboys-Bengals was the most watched game of the All season. All right. So
3: far. <clears throat> Before we sign off, South Bank Takeover. We'll be there 1230, Saturday. If you're in town, come visit, support, cheer, boo. Last call around the NFL live tonight <laughs> from the O2 Forum in Kentish Town. Limited tickets available on Ticketmaster. Come see us there. Cheer, boo, whatever come and yes we'll be at we'll be at the Viking Saints from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium Friday Sunday that's right Uh, so (laughs) if you see us there cheer boo punch Greg do the Houdini thing you know how Houdini how he died a fan because Houdini was known uh, for being able to do anything escape anything an escapist can you take a punch Harry Houdini yeah take that sir Right to your Jolly Rogers, punch him right in the belly. Uh, he had a ruptured spleen or something. He died from the punch. Now don't do that to Greg. But I'm saying
2: weird. Um, yeah. uh, Why me? How about Dan? Punch him. Uh, okay. That's how he died. That seems
3: like <laughs> this. I believe this is the story. And um, I
2: think that's right in the chest. Yeah.
3: He knocked him out.
2: Right in your Jolly Rogers. So,
3: and that's how so it went. Right. But don't do that to Greg, or Dan, or Mark, or
2: Justin. Or no. Jessica. Bring bring out those quarter zips and uh, have a great... I
3: zip. got another quarter zip on, and uh, quarter zip nation, rise up. I know it's not three-quarter zip, I've been told. I still stand by that it's a three-quarter zip because the measurement begins from the bottom of the shirt. <laughs> no, you negative. go up three-quarters, <laughs> then you zip. <laughs>
4: incorrect, <laughs> incorrect.
3: But I'll, for you people, that's, that's I funny. will align I like that. Um, and say, okay, it is a quarter zip, got another one on. Just I've already gotten multiple compliments from people across London on this quarter zip. Um, And even Jessica's coming around on it. Privately, she told me. She just gave a thumbs up.
4: She is just waiting for this to end.
3: Thank you to everybody for listening. And yes, the Friday Fun Show live from a pub in West London tomorrow. So be online live for that. Until then, this is Dan Hansa signing off for... The Quiet Storm. The Old Boss. Gravedigger.
0: Jessica. Henry
3: Hodgson. Handsome Hank tonight's a big show heed the call